0: Hey, welcome back, Wiffleball fans! You already know what it is—episode number four of the MLW Wiffle Talk podcast. And today we saw the newest series from the MLW season. If you know what I'm talking about, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look on look on YouTube, find the MLW Wiffleball YouTube page, hit his, hit that subscribe button, and watch all their videos from this year and last year and the year before that. Just check them out. The same thing on the gram at MLWWiffleball along with the TikTok. So, if you don't know, Wildcats, Gators, they played today. And spoilers right here, so watch the episode before listening to this podcast. But if you don't know, here it is Gators take two out of three from the Wildcats. Yes, the goat Kyle Schultz losing more than he won against the Gators. So don't worry, I'll break that down, give you my thoughts, because I have a lot of thoughts on this one. That'll be coming up in the pod, along with new lists, which we might have a little new format for, just as a special, special episode, along with updated palm rankings, and definitely a hot take. So, I want to thank you for joining me. I want to encourage you to leave five stars if you're feeling generous hit that, subscribe, follow, like it, whatever, show your boy some love, and I'll keep putting these things out, so, let's dive right into this one, alright, alright, so, we'll, we'll start off once again, as we always do, with series that just came out today. And it was probably the most surprising series we've seen all year. This series we put, we see it, we saw a team that struggled two teams that struggled last year and we got to see what changes they made coming into this one. And surprise I didn't it wasn't what I expected. And the power rankings are definitely going to have to be changed up after this one, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so I'm going to start with the Wildcats here, the less surprising of the two teams. The Wildcats made up of Z- Kyle Schultz, Zach Pierock, Ryan Kelly, Michael Aguilar, and Nick Saylor. However, only three players were brought to the field today, Kyle Schultz, Ryan Kelly, and Nick Saylor. Aglar and Purok both out of town, so did that play into the fact that they only could take one game from the Gators? Absolutely. Um, Zach Pirok is kind of—I feel like—the backbone of this team. You know, he's, he's not the backbone; but he's the glue that definitely holds them all together. Uh, I think he could have—he could have—I think he could have either helped or hurt them at the plate. We I mean, know he wouldn't have been pitching, but in the field, he definitely would have helped. And Michael Aguilar, I think, would have been a great guy to see pitch. Because I think he's going to be their two-guy. But when you don't have him, you're, you might have some problems here. So, But Nick Taylor was able to step in, fill that role nicely. And I guess we'll just have to wait a little while longer to see this full roster in action. So, uh, we'll look at game right away. The only game that they were able to take. And they were only able to take it by one run. So... Little scary, not gonna lie, Schultz went 0 for 2, Kelly going 0 for 2, and Nick Saylor 1 for 3 with a walk-off home run, instantly, I got Jason Adwick vibes when he hit that home run, I mean, it's impressive to say the least, man, so, definitely cool to see, see a rookie get his time to shine, Kyle Schultz, 8Ks, 4 walks, and only 1 hit, so, he played well. He's able to get the win as one of the best pitches in the league, of course. And the hitting definitely needs to be to be improved, which I'm sure that as the as the season moves on, we will see that improve and grow. Um, game one, really impressed with Kyle Schultz at at the mound. I mean his numbers, his numbers kinda of stayed it off. 8k four walks. I mean it was he was just a good showing for him. It was exactly what I expected to see from him. At the plate I would've liked to see some hits. Over two, of course. He'll he'll take the walks. However many he had, I'm gonna I think he only had maybe one or two walks. So I mean he'll take those walks. Kelly Kelly you played well in the field. Uh, for not getting the ball hit to him a lot. I think he played really well in the field. Kyle was taking care of business, so I mean there's not not a lot he can he can, he can field when yeah Kyle Schultz on the mound. So but then once again just like just like Kyle, you wanna see those wanna see some hits from Kyle from uh, Kelly, especially a guy who was I think I think they said ranked fifth in on base percentage last year. So I think just once again it'll come. But game one, they were able to pull out the win which is what mattered, And Nick Saylor going one for three with the home run. Getting the hit when he needed it most. And kind of coming in clutch. Saving his team. So big props to him. Game two for the Wildcats was once again a one to two game. Only this time. Not going in their favor. Only getting one hit. And it was the first pitch of the game. But after that they could not. Couldn't take another one. So little disappointing there of course. But. Yet they had to look to game three, and if we look at look at the Wildcat, Schultz was one for four with a home run, first pitch home run. It definitely made you kind of forget forget about your last game, but then he then he went over over three from there. Nick Saylor went over four, and Kelly over two with two walks. Then I think so. Um, Schultz pitched again, four Ks, five walks. Not as good, and three hits off him as well, but not as good as he would have wanted it to be last game. Uh, But, I mean, only let up two runs, so you'll, at the end of the day, I think you'll take that two runs, and in this league, you'll take, giving up that kind of, that kind of stuff, but, but when your team can't pick you up hitting, and you can't pick yourself up hitting, then you can't, you can't give up two runs, but. Overall, the only thing that stands out there is that walks. I think in wiffleball and in any baseball, as long as your walks are less than your Ks, I think you can you can say that you pitched well. But in this case, walks are higher than the Ks, so not not the Kyle Schultz we're used to seeing. Uh, and once again, once again, just the hitting is the thing that just stands out to me. I mean... Kelly 0 for 2, but he did, he, he did take his walk, so, I mean, just like last game, the on-base percentage, he's getting on base, but he just can't capitalize getting extra bases, or his teammates can't pick him up, advance him, so, Sailor going 0 for 4, I mean, part of this is just a product of great pitching from, uh, Cheatham, Chris Cheatham, with, uh, 9Ks, 2 walks, I mean, that's a that's a heck of a showing. Those are Kyle Schultz type of numbers. So, um, so Nick Sailor, then not a lot of opportunities to hit over four and just the bats, man. I think Aguilar could have helped with that, bringing four or even five to the field. I think would have would have made a difference, but they were they could only they had to make do with what they had and they just weren't able to cash in, plain and simple. So, and then game three, it just got rough from there. With Sailor pitching, you had two Ks, six walks. Uh, and end up losing six nothing with six hits for the gators while the Wildcats couldn't get a single hit and being shut out for the first time this year. Uh, Schultz over four, Saylor over for four and Kelly over for one so Cal- Kelly Kelly got his walks and I mean you'll take he'll take that if he's getting on base, he's getting on base and he'd love to see it but if he's not getting on base well then, then you kind of have to have to ask some questions there. But he got a base. That's what is important. That's what was important there. And once again, Schultz 0 for four being shut out by this guy whose Jorgensen is who's gonna go. Eight K's, five walks. Sailor, same thing, all for four. He's getting overshadowed. So I think Sailor has a I think Sailor as a rookie has a very bright future. I just don't know if his time will I, I just think that I, I think that he can play very well for a third overall pick I think he can definitely play better and he showed a glimpse of it in in the first game with that walk-off home run but I just think that he's gonna need a little work for sure but I think he's a great piece for Kyle a good draft pick someone that can really be become a wildcat a solid wildcat so I guess we'll see what happens there. And the Wildcats sitting tied for third in the national, in the American League, tied with the Magic at one and two. So, uh, can where do I see the Wildcats doing? Do they make the playoffs this year? Right now they're sitting. Right now they're not. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. If they can't beat a team like the Gators, then how are they supposed to play? teams in their conference, like the Magic and the Cobras, how are they supposed to beat teams like that if they can't just take two from the Gators even? So, I hope that they can improve, I hope that we can see them with their other guys, Aguilar and Purach, and see if they can really blossom and make the playoffs, because right now, just because you lose a couple games to the Gators without all your stuff does not mean that you're not going to make the playoffs. It just means you're going to have to work for it a little more, so. But I have faith in in the Wildcats, and that'll take us to the Gators here. Team made up of Brendan Zurleg, Sam Reichard, Bix Beaton, Brendan Jorgensen, Chris Cheatham, and Nick Baker. And once again, they could only bring three to the field today. And that was Brendan Zerleg, Chris Cheatham, and Brendan Jorgensen. Uh, they brought their two draft picks, the first and the sixth over pick. And boy, their picks looked good. We'll start in game one, of course. Jorgensen five Ks, four walks in his first loss, giving up one hit to the Wildcats. That was the walk off. Honestly, you'll take that from your from your rookie. I mean, a walk off home run. I mean, that's understandable. That's just good hitting, man. That's. I don't think that was a product of bad pitching at all. And, Jorgensen then went one for four with Zerlag and Chidam both going over three. So, honestly, Jorgensen played great. Played great that first game. Even with the loss, I think, well, okay, not great. He played well. Uh, In the loss, he showed a lot of promise on the mound. And hitting-wise, he was able to put the ball in play, get on base. So, you'll take that any day, of course. Uh, Zerlag looked like classic Zerlag, striking out, not getting on base. I, For a captain, I want to see a lot more from this kid. But he's still young. He'll have a lot of years in this league, hopefully. And Chris Cheatham, 0 for 3. Uh, not a lot to show for. Him. I think he, he played good. I mean, I think he played okay. Uh, Of course, it's his first game in the league. He's going up against a pitcher like Kyle Schultz, who's going to bring his best stuff. So, he played fine. But game two is where he really got his chances to shine, throwing nine Ks, two walks, in a one-hit game. First pitch, Schultz took him yard, and that's where I went, Wildcats about to beat up the Gators. But, he was able to pull it together here, and taking home the win, so Jorgensen at 1 for 4, Zerlag 0 for 1, and Cheatham 1 for 5 with a home run, so Jorgensen 1 for 4, I mean, you'll take that once again if you're getting on base, He's hitting sitting it's a 250 batting average, I mean, you'll take that, you want it to get higher throughout the year, but you'll take that. Uh, Zerlag one, 0 for 1, just got walked a lot, and that's where Kyle, man, if you're, you can't walk, like a guy that hasn't proven that he can hit the ball in this league, you gotta get that guy out, and cheat him two for five, man, he looked so good in that game, so good, just getting on base, getting home runs, and, I mean, he put his team in the, in the ball game, and was able to win it for him, so, that was definitely his win, I think, so. Uh, with, I, I just think that he played really well and I think that the future of the Gators is these two players Jorgensen and Cheatham so I, I can't wait to see to see them play with some of the other guys that the Gators have see them play with uh, the Sam cards and the Big Speedens and see if they can do even more damage uh, and then the third game Gators won 6-0 as we know with 6 hits and Nick Sailor just couldn't couldn't do it. So, Jorgensen pitched again with 8Ks, 5 walks. That's a good showing, not a great showing. Um, Jorgensen hit 4 for 5. Man. Zerlag hit 1 for 3 with a double. And Cheatham 1 for 4. So, that last game, Jorgensen really kind of blossomed. Became the player that we thought he would be. And, as the first overall pick, he wanted him to be. Zerlag 1 for 3 with a double. I mean, he's playing... He hit against a guy that didn't play well at all, didn't pitch well at all, and isn't supposed to be a pitcher for this team. So, good for him to get, on, get that first hit out of the way and cheat him one for four. I mean, I'll take that once again. So, I think the Gators looked really well. It looked really good. Um, Can they make the playoffs? After... After how the Diamondbacks looked in their first game, I think the playoffs is a realistic, realistic thought for the Gators, if I'm being honest. Which is crazy to think, especially when after winning only two games last year and already matching, matching that in just this one series. So Drew Davis is gonna have to, uh, Drew Davis might have to make an apology to the Gators, man, but. They definitely surprised me a lot. I thought that the Wildcats would, would take two out of one. I don't think they would sweep them. I thought they would take two out of one. But it surprised me a lot. And we'll just have to wait and see. Wait and see if they can keep this up or if the Dimebacks end up turning over a new stone. and make, Maybe they make a change or something. But I think the Gators are like legitimate contenders. Actually, not contenders for the World Series, but... Uh, a team that will fight for their ch- chances to make the playoffs. And I think with one or two n- different moves, and if they can kind of make their team around Cheatham and Jorgensen, I think I think that they can become a legitimate World Series contender in the next couple of years, of course. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. And the Gators at the top, the National League tied with the Mallards at 2-1. and one. In the same category as the Mallards and the Predators. Which is still wild to me. (sighs) So. The last thing I want to talk about in this series. Before we get to. Before we get to some other topics. I want to just touch on Kyle Schultz. When he wasn't on the mound. He was still making plays. And that's just another reason. Where if you listen to the hot take. We had last week. We said that. Kyle Schultz is the most underrated player in MLW, and I think it's because the team that he's built around him is is not very isn't a great team. And I think that Kyle Schultz kind of his team overshadows him as a player. And I think when you see him when you see him in the outfield especially, you can just see the hustle making diving catches, just going all out, making smart plays, even off the mound when he I know whenever I play wiffle ball, because I do, I do like to get out play wiffle ball with my neighbors or with friends, family, whatever. <clears throat> but when he went, he would get a ground ball at the pitcher's mound, come over to first base. He did this twice to cheat him. And I mean, cheat him. You just could see the look on his face. He was like, wow, he got me again with that. And there's no way that I can, I can mess around with that because what he did was he went at him, faked the throw and then went and tagged him. So when, Jorgensen would jump or he would slow down to try to dodge the ball. Kyle would speed up just a little bit and be able to tag him. So, I mean, smart plays from Kyle. He's the GOAT. And I just, I hope, because I am such a Kyle Schultz fan. If you listen to the first pod, you hear me give him a big shout-out. And for good reason. I mean, the dude grinds on this. This is his life goal right here. He may not be the best player in the league, but he's definitely... Definitely one of the best, and a guy that that I want to see succeed. So I can't wait. I just hope that his team can make a playoff, especially after missing missing out on it last year. But I think they're going to go back to back years without a playoff, so a little drought for this team. So that's just disappointing to say the least. So for all you Wildcats fans out there, it might be a little bit of a long ride, but stick with them, because knowing Kyle Schultz, he will. Reveal. Um. Oh. So I. I think that I'm going to get into my power rankings. This is something that has a lot of change to it, and I'm gonna. So we're gonna start this off. And last week, listen to the pod. You can hear my my old thoughts on my power rankings. What I had, who I liked, who I didn't. And this week we're getting into a new set of power rankings, and we start. We always start at the eight, move up to the one. So at the eight seed today, we have the Downtown Diamondbacks. Now, of course, as we saw last week, Diamondbacks going 0 for three in their series is a rough way to start off the season, to say the least. Uh, I think a playoff is is still in the picture. But if the Gators can play like they did this week, then there's no way that they make a playoff. I had high hopes for them coming into the year, but after being demolished by the Diamond ba- by the Cobras, I I just don't know if they can do it. I just don't think that that's realistic for them to make a playoff this year, especially after after seeing a Gators team that's much improved. Moving to the 7th spot, and sadly I have to say that the 7th spot will go to the Western Wildcats. Now I saw, I saw a lot of guys saying that the Wildcats are a top 4 legitimate contender for the league, which let me tell you is not true at all. This team is not a contender. They're just not a contender this year. Not with a... Not with a conference or a division that's this stacked. When you're going up against the Predators, Cobras, and Magic in one season, I, I just can't see... I can't see them making a playoff. I'm sorry to say it, but... And after, ta- after losing a, two games out of three from the Gators, the, arguably the worst team in the league... Last, uh, last year's worst team, and arguably a team that many thought would be the worst team in the league this year. It's hard to say, but they they filed right into right into the seventh spot, and coming in at the sixth spot, I have back to the National League, the Gators. Now. It's probably going to surprise a lot of people because if you just look at people that I haven't said yet but have a worse or same record as the Gators, the Eagles, the Eagles are a game back. The Magic, they're game back. The Predators have the same record, but the Gators are still falling in at six just because The only teams that I think they can beat are the Wildcats and the Diamondbacks. And that's who they're above, the Wildcats and the Diamondbacks, because those are the only teams I think they can beat. Did they improve from last year? Do they look like they're actually going to be a legitimate team this year that teams will take seriously instead of coming to the field and trying out some of their stuff? Like, no, that's not going to be the case this year because of this series. Now, a team like the Predators and the Cobras, they might be able to get away with that. But teams like the Magic, teams like the Mallards, they're not going to be able to do that. They're going to have to go full focus mode against a team like the Gators, especially after the Wildcats, quite honestly, got embarrassed by this team. So, move, we'll move into the number five spot here. And at five, we have the Metro Magic. Um... We're gonna say about the Magic. We saw them play in what I believe was Series Two of the year. Yeah, Series Two. Uh, it's been a long time since we've seen them, but I'm excited. To um, I don't think we'll see them again till we'll see them in June. We'll see them twice in June, actually, according to the according to the um schedule. We'll see them twice in June. I Actually. Yeah, twice in June, so that'll be exciting. We'll see a lot of magic, and and then we'll see them again in July and August. So every month we'll see we'll see some good Metro Magic gameplay. Um, not a lot, actually. Yes, yeah, so we'll see them twice in June question my mistake, and, um, I think that, I think this team can definitely make a playoff, sitting currently at one and two, I think that they can make a playoff, I think they're better than the Wildcats, but, they're definitely gonna have to fight to beat this team, especially considering that we haven't seen, uh, since we haven't seen the, the, the full, Wildcat roster. Um, So they sit at my five spot. And we'll move right into the top four. And starting off that top four will be the Mallards. Uh, The Mallards, I think, are an amazing team. And a team that's definitely contender. But I just don't think that they can beat a team like the Predators or the Cobras. Um, I'm excited to see more of their roster. I don't think we only saw McPeak. Uh, McPeak, Dabrico and Coughlin. I believe that was all who we saw. Oh, no, we saw bon- Bonham as well. But that's all that we saw, just those four. So I'm excited to see more from this team. Their entire, like, Johnny Bean uh, and Nate Lyles, Austin Ford, if, if they come to the field this year. But I'm just excited to see that, see him mess around with some different two pitchers and see how Bonham can improve throughout the year. So for now, they're sitting at the four spot. And starting in the top three, we have the Eagles. And I think the hitting definitely needs to be improved. Daniel Schultz is an amazing pitcher, amazing hitter. But I think the surrounding pieces, Zach Willen, Neil Smith, Clayton Price, Max DeMarco, and Grant Smith, definitely need to be upgraded just a little bit. I'd love to see him make a move or two midseason just to really get that boost. And sitting in the two-spot... We have the Coastal Cobras. Now I'm really tempted to put them into one spot. I truly am, but they played a team that's in the bottom tier tier of the league in the Diamondbacks. Swept them, of course. And I'm excited to see them play the Predators. Next series that will be live on YouTube will be this series. Well, I have a lot to say on this series. And then of course, as we know, we have the Predators at one because they're the last team. So I'm going to touch on this next series here, and what I want to see, and then of course my guess. So, I want to see the Cobras bring back the exact four that they that they brought when they played the Diamondbacks. I think that's that's the smartest thing that Drew Davis can do. For the Predators, I think they should bring Harlan, maybe leave Swanson at home, just because I don't think the rookie would play against a team of this caliber. I want to see more Alec Warda pitching. Um, and I want to see more Sean Flynn pitching. I think that both those guys are have a chance for being very good two-pitchers in this league. I'm just excited to see if they can blossom or not. So now it's prediction time. Neither of these teams are going to sweep each other, I can say that. But who do I think can take more from the other team? Hmm. Personally, I think we're going to see the Cobras take two out of three from the Predators just because I think the Cobras are high in adrenaline. They're hyped up, and I think they're ready to beat this amazing team. So that's my guess. We'll revisit this next week, of course. And those are my power rankings. Remember, this is just my opinion. None of this is factual information. It's based off of facts, but it's just what I've seen. Next up, lists. Alright, so with this week's edition of lists, I'm gonna make it a little different. Instead of doing the normal 8 to 1, 5 to 1, 3 to 1, whatever, we're gonna be doing 7 to 1. But instead of listing it worst to best, we're going to give each rookie grades. So the rookies that we've seen are Brendan Jorgensen, Jimmy Norp, Nick Saylor, Jason Chadwick, Trevor Bonham, Chris Cheatham, and Jason Swanson, Max Tomolka. That the Eagles has not yet played. So we'll start with the worst grade and we'll go to the best. So with a D grade, we have Trevor Bonham. Now this isn't, this is not the grade of of whoever drafted them and like what fit there for the team it is simply what we've seen in one appearance what i think and i'm sure we'll upgrade this but right now trevor bonham has the worst grade with a d his pitching wasn't amazing didn't hit well at all and his fielding was decent he needs a lot of work and I don't know how long we will see him in this league or how many more games and series will he'll actually play. Um next on the list we're gonna see Nick Sailor at a C minus. Um Nick Sailor, he did show a sign of greatness with that big two-run home run. And his pitching looked okay. I mean If we're playing against the worst team in the league, you'd like to see a little more out of him. But I think overall, with a little help from Kyle, I think he can bump that C up to a B and possibly even an A. With another C+, we have James Swanson. James Swanson played some good defense. He was flying around out there. He didn't get the pitch. He got a couple hits. But overall, I don't think he's going to play much for the For an already amazing Predators team and I think that he looks pretty complete as a player and I think he's gonna be a good role player but that's not exactly what the Predators need I'd love to see him go to a different team maybe the Magic Gators or maybe it's just the Wildcats I think would be a good fit Diamondbacks but just a team that would more need a role player a guy that's gonna slide in there to get hits and play and play the field Uh, who's next? Um, next up, so wait, we are already three down, so we only have four left. So now, these next four are the ones that I think really played well. So, at a B, we have Jimmy Norp. Norp played, Norp pitched pretty well, got a win, or actually got the loss for the Diamondbacks, but I thought he pitched pretty well, especially going up against the top two team in the league. The hitting wasn't there, but of course we'll work on that. First game Jaders, I'm sure. Uh, I, this guy's the guy that I'm probably most excited about. Just want to see if he can pan out or not. So as a two pick, a B, we'll take that from Jimmy North. Uh, a B plus, we're gonna see Brendan Jorgensen. Actually, we'll move that B B. We're gonna make that an A minus. I think that. A minus, B plus, just somewhere in that range. I think that's the one pick. You're okay with that, especially for a Gators team that got two picks. But I think that the pitching was there for sure. Definitely the ace that this team was looking for. And the hitting showed signs of being really, really good. And next up, we have an A in Jason Chadwick. Chadwick hit a big home run, and pitched really well for the Magic Dude's going to be their ace. Dude's going to be one of their most reliable hitters. This guy is a perfect fit for this Magic team. This is a guy that I think is going to be perfect to just move in right away. And then at an A again is Chris Cheatham. A guy that we saw this week again. Pitched amazing. Hit incredible. I'm excited to see if this guy can continue this or if he'll fizzle out. But for now, I think he's looking like the player that this team is needed so that is my list episode did that in five minutes and we're running long on time so we won't get a hot take in today but i think this is a solid episode learned a lot about every team in the league and some of the rookies i just cannot wait to see more from every team we are only four series in Four times three, what is that? We're only 12 games into the season, man. 12 games. We've got a long season ahead of us. Can't wait to continue making this pod for you guys. Um, Please comment what you want to see me do more, what you don't like in this pod, and what you'd love to see me do differently. So, sign off for this week. I can't wait for you guys to join me next week for another great pod. Keep it cool.